B-Pod Studios. Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio on the podcast page at WRAF.com, wherever you get your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network and, of course, part of social media at Nerd Radio 101. Al Beck and James. Hello. Along with myself, Chuck Bean. Al, where can people find us in uh, Boston? Rock 92.9rocks.com. Congratulations on remembering the city. You, you saw it in my eyes, didn't yeah, you? I did. You're like, yeah. he, is, he is doing mental gymnastics right now to get <laughs> yeah. the city correctly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, Twitch. We record on Wednesday mornings in the Checkpoint XP studio. James, where can people find us there? Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. We are off to a great start. Yes. Very <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> yes. Before we started, the Twitch stream was not uh, doing any audio. We thought we were going to have to do this like a silent film uh, and then just put the audio out as a podcast later on. Right. Chris Berg actually said, are you, you going to have to like watch it with the audio in one ear and, and match it up. And no, you're not. That's, that's, that was not the gimmick. That's not what we were looking to do. Uh, but what we are looking to do is talk about a whole bunch of nerd stuff. I told you earlier this morning, Al, typically I'll make a Google uh, document with a run sheet. Mm-hmm. It's essentially just like one line of what something's about and then a, a link to, to the article so I can tell you guys about it so I can refresh my memory. The run sheet this week is two pages long. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there was so much stuff I wanted to tell you guys about. So I don't got any time for any of your interrupting shenanigans over there, Alpec. No and German Schulagen. interrupters, then. Keep that German interrupter at home. That's right. And Schulagen! You Listen, Alan. Oh, ooh. You keep, you keep ooh. pulling out his mom voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> uh, I got a whole bunch of video game stuff and a whole bunch of comic book stuff to talk about, guys. Where would you like to start? Let's go video games. Video games, all right. So uh, this week, in fact, Monday, was the release of the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Ooh. Which uh, everyone has uh, been uh, obviously feverishly waiting for the remake of Final Fantasy VII. I know it's a, one of the few games this year that you were very interested in. Was okay. We'll see if that that I was kind of lost interest a little bit just because I have played the game sure. already, and you know, I mean, I don't really have a lot of video gaming time right now. Yeah, so I, I had actually canceled my pre order already. Ooh. However, the demo is out. Yes. And I did download the demo. I have not played it yet, so I'm very interested in what you have to say about it. It was very odd that I had to carve time out in the last, like, 48 hours to 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 play the demo. It is roughly an hour long. It is uh, absolutely beautiful. I Usually, knew that would be the case. Uh, the music is is all from the original game, probably updated versions of the themes from the original mm-hmm. game as you're going through. The demo essentially is the demo for the original Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation, okay. but with the updated graphics. We're talking PS1, right? Yeah. Like octagon faces? Yeah, well, it doesn't look that bad. Okay. It looks amazing now. Everything looks you know, like uh, Final Fantasy XV characters. So like, is there a certain reason why they decided we're going to remake Number seven. Because seven is probably the most popular. Of yeah, the probably. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the one that I've actually played. Right. Yeah. But I, I didn't really, like, I've never really enjoyed a lot of the Final Fantasies, other than maybe one of the OG ones on Super Nintendo. Mm. Sure. Like the PlayStation one. I played it, but I had a strategy guide because the yep. guy that I traded back when I would barter for games, yeah. trading games for other games, he traded me the game and the strategy guide. So I was literally just flipping through the strategy guide pages, just doing what they did on every page instead of actually, like, 
playing and enjoying the game. Right. Right. So, and now I don't know if the game, depending on the gameplay, I might not enjoy this one so much because one of the things I always loved so much about the Final Fantasy games was that it was like an interactive book. Yeah. You know, like you read all the dialogue and, you know, you kind of chose the adventure and followed it along or whatever. But, I mean, even Final Fantasy X kind of fell off to me just the fact that they talked. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't know if I'll enjoy this quite as much. Oh, man, so you'd rather read all that dialogue, all that text on the screen? I, You know, it, it, it offered something to me. There was a certain okay. charm about it to me. It's one of the few ways that you guys differ is that Al enjoys reading. I guess. <laughs> you, you know, he's not a fan. He got his free pizzas from the book it program right real way. so many pizzas too. just, take, reading just take one look at the twitch stream and see how much i read as a child first yeah. for, oh my god for as adverse to reading as you are uh James. this left titty is harry potter wow the whole all nine books or whatever <laughs> uh when the scholastic book fair came around were you super pumped because i thought i thought that was just universal that we were all like book fair yeah. i was more yeah. excited for the monthly like Book club, the book club, the yeah. little you newsletter. Know, you yeah, get, you where bring my mom would write like, a check for my Goosebumps book every month. Yeah, right. I turn yeah. it into my teacher. I get yeah. the new Goosebumps book. Um, I was more excited for that than the book fair. Right, but yeah, like Young James in elementary school. Yeah, I was very excited. Right, for, book fair for the book fair. I, I wish we still had book fair. Can you imagine walking to the hub like once a month and it was book fair? Right? I don't. Well, I mean, if it's like adult magazines, I'd no, I was just gonna like, say, yeah, like, <laughs> like children's book fair, man. You'd be no. walking around going like, oh man, I've read like- all the Clifford the Big Red Dogs. I don't need to know any anything more. Dude, about spoiler him. alert! Yeah. Before you go any further. <laughs> Eventually, he dies. Adam. Oh, my God! Oh, for God. No! Clifford the Big Red Dog is going to die eventually, and he's going to die much sooner than us. Oh God. Yeah, he's much larger. The, the dog life rules still apply to even fictional dog characters. Yeah. You know? Clifford, Clifford gets coronavirus. Yeah. The, the book. No, I, we're not going to see that at the Scholastic Book Fair. I just wanted to talk about Final Fantasy. Yeah. This got real dark. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, though. I also you haven't brought gone, up the book fair. I haven't I gone did. back and played one of those Darkness where you had to do all the fair. reading yeah. since I started going partially blind. So, I mean, that's well could really change the dynamic. <laughs> you nearly made him. <laughs> My favorite thing about it was. It was like a live action story where I could read. I haven't really enjoyed reading so much since I started since going partially blind. <laughs> he's the, he's uh, such a real series of events. He's Burgess wow. Meredith in that Twilight Zone <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you finally have time to read, but you can't see it. Read any of your books because you can't right. see them. I mean, it's why we're well, all in purgatory right now. You can put the subtitles on, but it is much like modern Final Fantasies. All the uh, dialogue is voice acted, and uh, the voice acting is a little spotty. Okay. I would say that the one, the character in the demo, at least, that uh, is the most weird is Barrett, the, the mm, big black yeah. guy with the Gatling gun yep. on his arm. Uh, he sounds very, like, they kept with the, the Mr. T motif. He had a oh. gun on his arm? Yeah, he has a yeah. Gatling gun on his like, right arm for his hand. big fists in the game, but they were all, like, Big pyramids on it. Right, yeah. No, remember he would like do this and then he and then shoot the guys across the thing. Yep. So yeah, Barrett is is a little wonky, but um, it's beautiful. It sounds it sounds fantastic. The gameplay, which is uh, what we're building up to. Did you play any Final Fantasy fifteen? Very little, because there are you you can actually change it to what they call a uh, classic mode. The regular gameplay plays a lot like uh, Final Fantasy 13 or 15 in that you are running around and dodging and blocking and manually attacking, but then you have a menu in the bottom of the screen that while you're doing that, you can select spells to do or your limit breaks or, mm. or your potions or something like that. Did you ever adjust to the... Oh, I guess you did finish Final For Fantasy sure. 15. I mean, did you... Yep. 
Oh, yeah. The man put 30 hours in the game before he realized if he liked it or not. That's true. Yeah, no, I I uh, I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15, and apparently I'm in the minority because a lot mm. of people had a lot of problems with that game. But I, at, by the end of the game, I thought it was cool, uh, and I, I this demo is I thought was really cool. So, so Final Fantasy 7 demo, did you play both versions? Both? I didn't play the classic version. I read about the classic version, and I'm going to try it out because, like I said, I had to carve time out just to try it yeah, out true. so I could so I could come in here. But the classic mode apparently takes all the all the manual labor, the dodging, the blocking, the attacking out of your hands and lets the AI do it. And then all you have to do is select stuff on the menu when it comes up. Almost like the classic mm. you know, uh, mode where you would wait for your bar to fill up and then you would select something and it would happen. I would be interested to hear which, which version you end up preferring when you mm-hmm. try them both. Right. Because obviously most of Final Fantasy is the classic way. For sure. But you also... You got used to Final Fantasy 15, and you enjoyed that game. So I th- I it'd be th- interesting to see what you think when you get a chance to try them both. Yeah, just out of playing that demo, even knowing how classic mode works, I think I'll play it the normal way mm. because I do kind of enjoy being able to manually, you know, dodge and and you get, you know, if you can block at a certain time, then you stagger the opponent and you can get a bunch of free hits in. That kind of thing. I'll give you that. I think if I could get used to that gameplay, because it would be so frustrating, those turn-based battles, and you're just like, you can't stop something from happening. Yeah. Just yelling, stop! Wait, move away! You're waiting for your dude to get his 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 turn, and in the meantime, you're like, I know the, the guy's going to attack, he's going to get a crit, and he's going to down my healer, and then this is all over. Um, but I give it my I give it a thumbs up. I give it an, a total endorsement. By the time I was done with that demo, I felt the same way I did when I played the original demo back on the PlayStation 1. Interesting. I was kind of hyped for this game. I was like, man, I can't wait to play it. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to make it a priority to set aside the money to get this game the moment it comes out. And now that it's over, I was like, man, if I got that money the day it comes out. I think it comes out the same day as Animal Crossing. And I've already made a commitment to play Animal Crossing with my sister in California or in Chicago and her friend. This, you get real problems with I, Chicago. I can't, yeah. <laughs> so Chicago, Chicago is my blind spot. That's what it is. Everything is in Chicago except for your sister. It's right. Well, I Everything. find it funny that he's like, I have an Animal Crossing commitment. <laughs> I do have an Animal Crossing commitment. She got me gift cards for Christmas specifically to buy Animal Crossing with so that we could play it. And so you guys I, have a commitment made. Yeah. yeah. So we have to make a town. In Chicago. I'll meet you at the Animal Crossing. I'll meet you at Animal Crossing. Right. Houston. <laughs> Reno. <laughs> San Diego. I I really want you to try this demo out. I want to see. I do. Yeah, I will. I, I where, downloaded where it, and then I've, I'm actually again dog sitting for my uncle. Yeah. So I, I'm not near my PlayStation, and won't be until I think maybe next week. No, man, pack it up and bring it with you. That seems like too much it's work. Two cables. You yeah. got to plug in a power cord, and well, unless your uncle doesn't have an HDMI TV, he then. does. Okay, but it's wall mounted, and those are such a pain in the ass to like get behind and plug stuff in. Right. It's just not worth it for two days. I got gotcha. you. Or a week. I'm so lazy. Al's lazy, anyways. <laughs> I was. You're you're complaining about that every time I set up my Twitch stream. It's like a half an hour. I'm with you. It takes oh, me half. I, hour I, I got to hook up the card to the TV, and then I got to hook that to my laptop, and then I got to set the cameras, and I got to make sure the lighting's right, and then I test it three or four times to make sure I'm not getting any weird janky uh, yeah, audio video I problems. Set up a green screen and get my. I got to pull. All yeah, I'm not even in the green screen mode yeah. of of doing my Twitch and stream. That's why if I have a Twitch, it'll just be me it's crying, crying in the camera. Yeah. In front of hey. a, 
you would be surprised how many times my stream has almost started that very same way. <laughs> There's times where I'm like, why, why bother? Right. Uh, you know what? I we don't need this we work screen. closely together, James. I wouldn't be surprised how you know? often that almost happens. Like, yeah. I don't have to put my own face on top of my own shirtless body for, for a couple of LOLs on the internet. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, doing is frustrating me. Chris Berg in the chat says he used to take his Sega camping. You know what? I used to take my Nintendo, my Nintendo Entertainment System, and like my little TV VCR combo out of my room whenever we would go. My dad would take us on a fishing trip for the week or something like that up north, and I'd be like, not without my TV and my Nintendo. It's totally so defeating much the for purpose. fishing. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not fishing. He, I don't the, care the, about he fishing. played like big, bla- big bass fishing men video <laughs> right. game on NES. I caught so many fish yeah. on my nest, but we ain't going to get to eat them any of them because they're digital. Uh, and you know it, what? I would love to see like we fishing on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh no! You forgot to put the arm strap on and yeah, out yeah. in the water. And you're like, well, good thing I brought extra controllers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the demo was on the Nintendo Switch, then you could take it anywhere you want and play it. And this week is the, uh, in fact, yesterday is the third year anniversary of the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Wow, three years, huh? Three years, and uh, it's also the three year anniversary of Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild because that was the game at launch. Okay, that came out with it. Mario Odyssey didn't come out until that summer. I feel like I've been on the fence for a year and a half, so I've been on the fence about buying one for right. half of its existence. Half of its existence, yeah. you've known it existed, and went, eh, maybe. Yeah, I'm maybe I'll consider it if I have enough money. Oh, I have enough money, but I don't know if I want to spend all that money right now. Right. Yeah, well, I uh, I made a blog post on our on our website about it. You can check out at uh, wrif.com. Happy third anniversary, Nintendo Switch. It's just another uh, check mark of like, yeah, you still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild, you nerd. <laughs> you love playing that game. You still haven't gotten Come near, on. anywhere near the end of it. You can't beat it yet? It's a long game. Is it really? It's a long I game. Like the Zelda games are never long enough for me. They're, they're typically not very long, but this one is like Skyrim... Zelda, really? so it's. Really I guess technically there was Wind Waker, the one on the GameCube where you had to like play the music to blow the wind on your stupid little boat. I think so, yeah. That was the only other boat. one I haven't. Be- yeah. I haven't beaten. There's a, there's a handful. that's come out after that point. I've never. There's a handful of them. All the ones on the Wii and oh, the Mask of Majora. Wind Waker one. I never played that one either. Yeah, I didn't play that one either. So there's four technically that like I haven't even touched. But this one is so good it makes me want to go back and play those even though you don't have to. Okay. Much like the Final Fantasy games, like you can just pick one out and it does, it does not connect to any of the other ones. Okay, well, I think most Zeldos don't, right? That'd be weird. Yeah, I th- I, there's maybe one or two that's like, oh, well, if you played the first one, then you're going to see stuff in the third yeah, one. There's always you, some legendary like, oh, cool. hero that has to save Princess Zelda. It's a, from, yeah, there's always a, a link. Ganon, yep. who's either a, just a weird-looking guy or a giant pig. <laughs> or both sometimes. Yeah, it turns into one. Right. I wanted to uh, tell you about this story because I feel like this is relevant to your interests. So there's a YouTuber... That uh, that streams video games. Specifically, he streams the FIFA games. Oh, wow. And uh, this guy has been banned by EA from playing any of their games. Really? How do you get online? banned by EA? That's a hell of a reputation to have. I, yeah, I feel like this this might be a cautionary tale for you because sometimes you get very angry about it. <laughs> and I say a lot of mean things about the developers. You really do. When they screwed me with those miserable chicken bugs, I was not a happy guy. Miserable chicken bugs. Right, so this guy, Kurt... Uh, my, Kurt I want to get a vaccine right. for that. Yeah. <laughs> He got the chicken bugs. He got the chicken bugs. Uh, this guy goes under Kurt0411 uh, on YouTube. And, uh, he, what a he's, lame YouTube handle. He has taken a lot of time over the last year or so to really bash Electronic Arts 
over um over the way they developed the FIFA series. Like, okay. you know, we talked about how the WWE series uh was not great this time around. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Would they not get the, the bicycle kicks right in the game? I don't know. I don't know. But let's see. In November, after a series of code conduct violations as part of EA Sports FIFA Global series, he threatened employees and other players. Oh no. And was banned from competing or attending any EA Sports Global Series events or future competitions. Since that time, Kurt has continued to post abusive and threatening message and videos about EA employees and competitive gamers on social media. And he's encouraged others to do the same is the way the, mm. uh, the thing I'm shakes safe. out. Because I don't actually physically threaten anybody. Well, no, just you just tell them it sucks. sucks. Here's the I thing. Use the a lot. You may not be safe. You're also, you're a man who has once threatened to drive your car through. Yeah, I have. I have threatened to drive my car through the car dealership showroom. <laughs> toss the keys at the receptionist and say, it's your problem now, bitch. So just, just because you haven't done that yet yes. doesn't mean you're in the safe waters here, James. I'm a little concerned. Yeah. The worst I ever did was throw a hamburger at a window after they got my order wrong. Oh, man. Drawn a, threatened to drive But I feel like that's dealership. worse than threatening to drive my car through. You actually took, you completed the act of physically throwing a hamburger. Had that window been open, that's, it could have hit somebody. Oh, I know. The difference close. between. I would not have thrown it at a person. That's okay. that's the difference between a, a threat and battery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> battery. The fine line. It's a fine line. You had to dance on that line. <laughs> I, I'm dancing on that line yeah. on a daily basis. Battery with a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Hamburger battery, man. Yeah. <laughs> burger battery. Yeah. Burger battery. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you, too, we got to play some Realm Royale yeah. uh, last week, which was a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed playing with you. I have had more luck in Realm Royale in the last seven days than mm-hmm. I have in Dead by Daylight. It's the really? two games that I will log on and play on a daily basis to try and like get my daily quests on. Mm-hmm. Um, the day after me and you played, I got into a squad game mm-hmm. and took uh, took first with a squad, which I was like, hell nice. yeah, sweet. Yeah, I, I got that say, feeling of the first double Yeah, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not going to say it was all me, but it was all me. Um, and then uh, the reason I say that is because over the weekend I dropped in to play some duos mm-hmm. and got a really good teammate and we nice. just, we, we walked through and we got first. I'm like, this is great. On the flip side, I have rage quit Dead by Daylight three times in the last mm. week. <laughs> I will spend more time, because of the way the matchmaking works, I will spend more time waiting for a game than actually playing the game. Really? And after that happens like twice. So are you waiting to get into like the special like Stranger Things only? I want to nope. play as the Demogorgon? It's this weird thing that I mentioned when I first started playing. If you're playing on the PC and you play as one of the survivors, you get games instantaneously. But if you play as one of the killers, mm-hmm. it takes time for it to pair you up okay. with a group of four other survivors. On the PlayStation 4, it is the exact reverse. Gotcha. If you try and play as one of the survivors... I literally will sit there on my phone for five full minutes waiting for the sound telling me that I got a game. And then there's a load screen, which takes about a minute or two. And then I'll get in the game, and within 30 seconds, the killer will find me. And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to rage quit. Yeah, I would do the same thing. This is dumb. I like the game. I hate the matchmaking. But that's video games for uh, for this week. Happy anniversary, Switch. And, uh, Al, I can't wait for you to try out that uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, game. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. I really am. We're going to come back. We've got some comic book news to tell you about. And uh, C2E2 was the Chicago. Uh, it was in Chicago. It was the Chicago comic book convention that happened over the weekend. Some announcements. We're going to want to fact check that. Yep. Hold on. Bring it up on Google here real quick. Uh, Sheboygan is where it was. <laughs> Sheboygan. C was for Sheboygan. Sheboygan. I had no idea. All right. Sheboygan Radio coming back. Hi, this is Billy West, your old pal. And this is Philip J. Fry. You know. 
pizza delivery boy, and I was sitting here listening to nerd radio. It's real cool. You don't know anything about radio. Listen to me. I was a radio guy, and I know better than you. Kip, alert the men. I've made it with a woman. On nerd radio? Ugh. That idea is delightful. <laughs> it is pretty so fun, So is right? the first one just his normal voice, or... Uh, yeah, I think so. His okay. normal voice is very much like Doug, Fry. he didn't do Doug Funny or anything, right? Because no. that's also the same guy that voices Doug from the Nicktoon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he was very gracious about the fact that I forgot his name as the interview started. Oh, that's right. He's staring right that's in his face. Right. I'm like, I'm with a voice acting legend. And he's... You maybe you've heard him on the show yeah. Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Just you know his name. No one could ever forget his name. Yeah. Exactly. Just trying. Or if you're like me, you forgot his name, but you'd recognize his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Go you. You just start doing impressions of his characters. Yes. Yeah, right. And he's not the guy that plays Bender. <laughs> so you're just a, it's a guessing game with, yeah. <laughs> with the audience now. Like. <laughs> Welcome back to Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast. It's part of the B-Pod Studios Network. All of social media and YouTube at Nerd Radio 101. Guys. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully into the topic at hand. Yes. Uh, he was she, a tease. What are, you gonna, what are we going to talk about? The Chuck? Sheboygan Comic Con, as uh, James said earlier <laughs> yeah. in the show. Uh, also, C2E2. Also known as C2E2. Yeah. yeah. No, it happened in Chicago this past week, and it's kind of the first major convention where a lot of the comic uh, book people will tell us what we can expect for the year coming up in the same way that the toy fair that was a couple of weeks ago will show us all the different cool toys we're going to see coming up. Marvel had quite a few announcements, one of which that uh, the first crossover of this new um, X-Men era mm. is coming this summer and it's called uh, X of Swords or Ten of Swords and it's essentially uh, something something attacks the island of Krakoa to the point that the X-Men uh, have to, who some of them already wield particularly uh, powerful mythical swords, have to like Use they, they take an X Men and making a medieval medieval times now. Not so they much medieval swords? times, but they're they're giving everybody cool swords. Like for instance, Wolverine uh, years ago found this sword in the Wolverine Origins series that is the only thing that can cut through adamantium, and he mm. has been in possession of it for years and years and years. I so don't know that too. He'll be wielding that sword. Uh, Captain Britain, of course, has the uh, sword of Excalibur. There's a couple of other characters that uh, Nightcrawler famously always wielding a, a rapier. So I'm sorry, what a rapier. Nightcrawler is a raper, huh? No, no. The <laughs> sword. Nightcrawler is a raper. The, the sword, it's like the fencing Bam. sword. I should have known. Is a dude. No, Nightcrawler is a Nightcrawler. good dude. That's how he got his name, Nightcrawler. Yeah. No, no. That's no. horrible. He snuck in and he raped Professor X. No. Oh, no. no, no oh, no. That's not Prof X. He took, he took advantage of the man in a wheelchair. That's not how that works. <laughs> they called him Nightcrawler. Then they armed him with a rapier. <sighs> However, this, uh, this is going to be. This one goes dark. It's going to be a 15-issue crossover, and it's going to be like a traditional crossover. It's not going to be like a miniseries that you also have to read these extra books or something like that. It's just But there's like, 15 of them. Is it going to be like every week or something? Yeah. Ooh, well, Nightcrawler rape. Exactly. <laughs> this issue. Oh Who's rapier than what? Yeah. Nightcrawler. <laughs> Which X-Men is more rapier? <laughs> the rapiest of all the X-Men, because he carries a rapier. Moving on. Now, let's talk more about no, Nightcrawler. I really like to move on oh. now. Uh, there's the the book Children of the Atom I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's coming out with the uh, the human kids that are big fans of the X Men, so they get to use some technology to <laughs> the results of a Nightcrawler. <laughs> no, <laughs> call them the Children of Nightcrawler. <laughs> this hurts my heart. The children of Night. Nightcrawler is my favorite X Men. Oh, this hurts yeah. my heart that you're trying. He's to... only got three fingers on each hand. He's a weird. He's a weird he's looking guy. So ch- he's charming. He's fuzzy and blue. He teleports. He's great. 
got a prehensile Teleporting tail. comes in handy. He came in handy in the second game to uh, meet that to beat that one. Uh, yeah, you could teleport right level. through the right through yeah. the door or mm-hmm. right through the wall. Right through and the wall. Just, yeah, get through there. It was good stuff. Anyways, they uh, they had a the writer of Children of the Atom talking about how these particular uh, kids are definitely going to be kids of this generation. They're going to be Zoomers. Uh, one of them is going to have a Twitch stream. Uh, they're going to be on TikTok and the, in the comic and stuff like that. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what. Who's the writer? Do you off the top of your head? Or do you know? Let me pull it up because I only have that. Okay. Good. They're going to be Zoomers. Just what I needed. And another thing to be annoyed by the Zoomers with. Vita right. Vita Ayla okay, is the name know. of the uh, the writer. So it's uh, clearly clearly a teen book, and uh, I don't know. I enjoy. It's actually one of the books I brought in a couple of books that I wanted to talk about. One of them comes out today, uh, and me and you have talked before on the show, Al, about the uh, when the X Men work almost at their best when it's a school. Yeah, and there's a bunch of mutant kids running around, and then you've got the X Men who are actually kind of the teachers, but They're then the go most off brilliant and, babysitters of all time, right? And then they go off and do you know missions, and then come back and have to you know teach calculus or something crazy like that. Uh, considering that the X Men currently are not in a position to actually have a book like that, another uh, writer has decided to take up the slack with this book that comes out today. It is called Strange Academy. Doctor Strange has started a magic school. Oh, okay. Uh, the the quick and dirty version of this book is: What if Doctor Strange ran Hogwarts? Sure. Uh, he started a magic school in New Orleans. He's got uh, Brother Voodoo and Ileana from the New Mutants. And any, anybody, Scarlet Witch, anybody, Loki, anybody who uses magic in the Marvel Universe is kind of a, a teacher. That's kind of a neat idea to bring all those school. those characters together. Is Angel a part of it? Uh, he is not. How about David Copperfield? I, he might be a guest, uh, a guest okay. teacher. A guest lecturer? Yeah, exactly. Here's how you make the Statue of Liberty disappear. But uh, the the fun part of it is all these kids that are, uh, you know, new to learning magic. You essentially get a whole bunch of new characters all at once. My favorite, if you can see it on camera here, is this kid right here. There's a kid Dormammu, which is Doctor Strange's, you know, biggest villain. Oh, sure. So yeah. there's like a, a, a teenage version of Dormammu. That's, mm-hmm. There's a couple of kids from Asgard, including a frost giant that's a, a part of the school. There's a demon from uh, from Limbo. And a creature from Weird World. A bunch of all the different magical places. Uh, and it, it looks kind of fun. It, the art is done by uh, Hubert Ramos. And I believe it's written by Mark Wade. Oh, I like Mark Wade. Yeah. he's. Uh, I know he was writing the uh, Doctor Strange originally. Well, not originally, but in the last yeah, year yeah, or yeah. so. It's a fun book. The art yeah. is the art is really cool. I like the idea. I don't know that it necessarily speaks to me. Like, I've never been a Doctor Strange Neither fan. I. He's always... Uh, fine when he shows up in a book or if i happen right. to be reading an avengers book and he's a part of the team cool it's fine that he's there right but i never went out of my way to pick up a doctor strange book unless it was during a crossover or something yeah on the spider-man side of things this summer they're launching a new uh another spider-man title called Nonstop spider-man uh-oh uh it's going to be written by joe kelly and drawn by Chris Bacallo, who didn't Joe Kelly do the Deadpool? I think, I think he did the Deadpool Spider-Man. Deadpool book, Spider-Man. Yeah. I know famously he's the guy that essentially made Deadpool funny. Deadpool went from being an annoying uh, kind of villain, like just Spider-Man with swords, to kind of a funny guy that yeah. broke the fourth wall. And I believe that was Joe Kelly that wrote that first series of Deadpool comics where that came up. But yeah, nonstop Spider-Man is a why. What a weird title. It is very strange. <laughs> I would hope that means makes me that, feel tired. Yeah. I would hope that means there's going to be web a lot of action. <laughs> a lot of web slinging. Yeah. Look, very, very so little, many webs. Very I can't little, stop. I'm nonstop Spider-Man. Yep. I got to keep web slinging. There's very little Peter Parker, nonstop Spider-Man. Also on the Spider-Man side, there's uh, new characters are all the rage with this. There's a Batman villain that uh, the last couple of weeks at the comic store, there's whatever book she's supposed to be in. 
the Joker's new girlfriend. Yeah. Sells, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sells yeah. out the punchline. day. Yeah, punchline sells out the day that it comes out. DC actually released online a checklist of all the appearances she's going to have over the next couple of months. Okay. So that's kind of nice that you can let your comic book store know ahead of time, hey, I want these titles. Okay. These ones that are going to be valuable in about two weeks for about 48 hours, I want. Right. Each yeah, and that's the weird thing is that they put the checklist out now that there's like two to three books with her in them. And those are the books that are going to be a big deal because those are the ones no one was prepared for. Now everyone's going to tell their comic store to order these books that she's in, and those are the ones that going to be more of so they're going to be less you know what though it's it's annoying for the whatever you call it the prospector or whatever oh sure but like if you are a collector and you just kind of want to that's kind of neat to have that checklist if you're like you know i kind of want to just for my collection right so you can say that you've got it yep, yep. that's kind of neat i like that according to the official dc universe <laughs> checklist i have all the appearances of punchline you make fun but you were just talking a week or two ago about those marvel cards and oh yeah that, no, that's how hey. you that's how you knew how do you think i got into such a good character when i did that little yeah 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 because yep. that was me that was you according to my official x <laughs> And trading cards yep. checklist. I'm only missing Professor X, yeah. um, Omega Red, and uh, oh, Wolverine Origin. That's Ruth, all I need yeah. for the whole set. We're listening oh, yeah. to James pre-asthma treatment. And every, <laughs> and every single Danger Room limited edition Chase glitter card. I only, I only have the first two. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor young James. How did I get a woman to touch my genitals? <laughs> Well, for one thing, you stop mouth breathing. Yes, that <laughs> so. was the first. That was the first <laughs> was step the first one. Step. Yeah. Oh, oh I have a nose. <laughs> but speaking of new characters, there's a new Venom character uh, coming up who's just called Virus. He looks like uh, Iron Man armor, War Machine armor with a yellow Venom uh, spider okay. on the front. He is going to be a part of the Spider-Man Venom Free Comic Book Day issue. So not only can you get the first appearance of this new character in uh, the first week of May at your comic store, it's a free comic book comic, so it's not they're not going to cost anything. Because nice. I'll tell you what, looking at that checklist, that's the one thing that really, really pissed me off, is that they let you know what the first appearance was, what the first full appearance was of Punchline, and then there's a Joker 80th anniversary comic coming out in April, and that's going to have the origin of Punchline, and that's going to be a $10 book. Oh, that's going to be a, like the price on the book will be ten dollars. Like it's not markup. Get you right in the wallet. Yeah. And it's going to be like five pages of the origin and then like five other Joker stories in there as well. And yeah, these sons of bitches. <sighs> Comic books. Well, something else Marvel announces that they're bringing Ultraman to our shores. Mm. They've got the license to do the uh, the giant hero Ultraman for comics, uh, which I believe is the first time there'll be an English Ultraman comic. I didn't realize it was even a comic. I just know it. I think it used to be a video game. Was uh, Ultraman was, a video game? There's been video games and of Ultraman. It was Ultraman. like a live action. It Godzilla was a live action. Yeah, it was, it was like show. Power Rangers yeah. before there was Power Rangers because it's just the one guy. And he would grow up mm-hmm. and punch these monsters uh, and, the, and these things uh, in the face. I think they need to do more entertainment simply based like similar to that. I don't to know like why. Yeah, Godzilla, yeah. live action Godzilla like, stuff. I just love the giant monsters. I love the fact that you could tell they were men in costumes, but they have all these huge sets, like cities yeah. created that get destroyed. I would love, actually, I think I only wanted to come to, back to television so I could be one of the actors. That yeah, I was going to say, it's a city. city. You know? <laughs> Let me dress up as a giant lizard beast, and I'm just going to destroy, dropping elbows on <laughs> yeah, skyscrapers. and Godzilla's doing yeah. the can't see me sign. Yeah. It's James. It's <laughs> funny that you bring that up. Shuffle. I just yeah. uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago, I just watched a movie with uh, my buddy Shawnee. We do the talk yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. He's yeah. been on this uh, podcast. Absolutely, before, yeah. uh, he had a copy of this movie called Kaiju Mono, 
that is one of those type of Godzilla style mm-hmm. movies. But what you're you're actually watching a couple of New Japan pro wrestlers grow to a size really? and then do wrestling moves oh, on this dude in a monster costume. That's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, Kota Ibushi is the the main character and he's like this really handsome, good looking, uh, you know, pro wrestler and he does like mm-hmm. drop kicks and uh, figure fours and whatnot to the really? to the monster and it's hilarious. And I'd watch that. I'd watch the, that for sure. At the end of the movie, he gets this injection that's supposed to be uh, have evil genes in it. And instead of turning into Kota Ibushi, he turns into that uh, the Japanese wrestler that I absolutely love, the scary Japanese guy, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Okay. That's and awesome. Was it good to know that there's Minoru more of a... Suzuki? Is it Minoru yeah. Suzuki? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a Jewish car, he's, car he's enthusiast. A, yeah. <laughs> it's not Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what said. you thought it was. <laughs> no, it's Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. But yeah, Kaiju Mono sounds like it's right up your alley, James. I would, like would, I would watch that for sure. Like that stuff, I I find. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because it's a cheese ball, but it's uh, right. I would I would absolutely say it was about a ninety minute movie, and I would say at least sixty minutes of it. I was not tuned in for it. Was when they would grow up and start, mm-hmm. you know, beating on the monster. It was funny, and there was actually there was a really funny scenes where, uh, like a person would try and communicate with the monster, and then the monster would rear down and bite them and like. <laughs> pluck them off the thing, but when they I know how to f- communicate with the beast, right? Oh, but da 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 ba ba, and yeah. then, oh, fuck you! Half, yeah. <laughs> and then the monster would come down, <laughs> and when he would do it, you could tell that it was a model and just a little like figure. <laughs> just, I love it. And, and at one point, he uh, he spit one, he spit one out afterwards, and we were we were dying laughing. Okay, you could tell it's just like a gummy, it's like a gummy yeah. person, just like yeah. Mm, oh. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be fated to be a Godzilla butt plug. Mm. Ooh. That would be bad. You don't want to be there. No. Uh, Jim Lee also was at the uh, C2E2 convention. He is now the sole publisher of uh, DC Comics now that Dan DiDio is not there because they were co-publishers. And he talked about uh, what, you know, going forward his plans are. And his plans are to essentially not change a whole lot, To but to, he's going to be in the trenches a little bit more because he doesn't have somebody else to help make the decisions, which means we're not going to get... Any Jim Lee art or anything anytime soon. Damn, man. I would have to imagine. So he's too busy? He can't do drawings. He can't do drawings, man. He's busy doing the publisher stuff, all the, you know, making sure all the sales figures are right and all the... Busy signing contracts. And yeah. Having executive lunches. That's a, that's a little bit of a bummer because Jim Lee's a real good artist. Maybe he needs a break. Yeah. But that's... A, I, I actually finished that book that you uh, yeah. caught me reading, the, the Untold Story of Marvel, and that was one of the Can things I caught that... you reading? It's like a dirty magazine. Oh, no. Ah, this book doesn't have any pictures. He can't. No. Um, Clear browser history. Don't look, don't look, don't look. I'm not decent. But that was one of the, the things that I took away from that book is how often this kind of thing happens. Guys like, you know, Steve Ditko, who uh, famously drew the first Spider-Man comics, helped create Spider-Man, would, you know, eventually go on to be like an art director, which means that he's no longer drawing the comics, but he is helping out all the artists who are drawing the comics, giving them, yeah. you know, Here's how you draw tips Spider-Man and stuff like that. And and Chris Claremont, who famously did like 17 years of X-Men. Yeah. I don't know if he's still got that contract, but for a while, especially in the early 2000s, he was getting paid to just be a creative oversight person. So he was getting paid essentially to not write X-Men, to help the people who were writing X-Men, but not write them himself, mm. uh, which I'm kind of cool with because ever since he left X-Men back in like 92, whenever he comes back, it's not great. Mm. Yeah, you said that that gags that used to work here. That was that was his guy right there. Yeah, Chris Claremont. Yeah, and it was uh, it's it, it was a cool book. It was absolutely neat to you know see all that stuff. 
I would recommend it for people who uh, want to read books that don't have pictures in them. <laughs> However, for people who want to read books, books that do have pictures in them, I've ranted and rave about this uh, particular iteration of the X-Men over and over on the show. It's not going away anytime soon. And last week, the seventh issue of uh, X-Men, which I've got right here, came out, and it was amazing. Fantastic book. Um, emotionally moving issue of X-Men. Is that Apocalypse really? on the cover? That is Apocalypse on the cover. So want to check it out. So this is still Jonathan Hickman. Yes, Jonathan Hickman is writing the main X Men book, and he Mister Sinister's face. He's that is shattering an image of that is Nightcrawler. That's not, oh, that is like ah, a stain, it all like comes a, back around. A stained glass, uh, a stained glass uh, version of Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler is probably the most religious of the X Men. He actually at one point. What a twist! You want to know why he's the most religious? <laughs> Because he needs the most forgiveness I was, I was for gonna, all of his past indiscretion. I was going to give you a tidbit about Nightcrawler, and then I'm not going to do it now because you're just going to twist it. Tell me about the Nightcrawler. No, not I at want all. The, I want the tidbit. But the thing, the thing that was cool about this book. <laughs> give James that tidbit. No, give it's not happening. Tidbit. Come not on, James, nope. need that tidbit. Give me that tidbit. Give me that tidbit. Come on, Chuck. We're not going to let you continue until you give him that tidbit. I goddamn well told you I would, did not have time for any of your shenanigans. <laughs> well, then give him the tidbit. We can move on. Yes, give me the tidbit. Nightcrawler is a Catholic priest. Oh, no. Now we know why. Go ahead. Now we know why. Go He's ahead. not giving me the tidbit. All signs point to Nightcrawler. He's <laughs> a diddler. Forget the Riddler. Forget the DC Universe. Nightcrawler is the diddler. <laughs> Forget the Riddler. He's the diddler. <laughs> There's oh, the diddle me this. Diddle me that. Story. I can't even. I can't even look at you. I, can't. I have to look away. I can't even with this. Oh, what a tidbit! Ah, oh. that's a tidbit of the century. Oh well, Nightcrawler the diddler. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure I really, this decision won't haunt you forever. Yeah, yes, sure. I really like the X-Men books, and it was, I was emotionally moved by issue seven. And that is the way um, I want you to take I away I bet the X-Men books are fantastic, but that does not take away from the fact that Nightcrawler's a diddler! Uh-oh. He's really not. He's really I don't know. Not. How do you know what's going on behind those confession booths? You don't know what's going on. Well, we teleporting did, in and out. We did actually, you know what? There is a part of this issue that I know you'll get into because we did talk about when the, the, the first issues of these came out, the idea that quite possibly there was a polyamorous triad between Jean Grey, yeah. Cyclops, and Wolverine. Yeah. Um, that is all but confirmed in this issue. I uh, figured. There is, there is I a. I knew Cyclops was a cuck, man. There is a. Well, <laughs> I knew Cyclops was no, a cuck. I don't know. Cyclops. I don't know that that's exactly what's I'm going on. I'm the leader on. of the blue team. Call me cuck. Cyclops. They have a conversation uh, over coffee where uh, Cyclops invites him on the family vacation, and uh, Wolverine says something about genie in a bikini, and he follows up with Scott in a speedo, and then Wolverine says, "Well, who could say no to that?" Ah, oh, so you know, I'm not saying no. Pretty sure there's uh, the, the, all all three parties are are very in love with each other. What kind of uh, bathing suit do you think Wolverine wears? Wolverine wears oh, nothing at all. This is it's either, either nothing or like the 1920s like tank top thing. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Well, all the first that came yeah. out. This is canon because Jim Lee drew this in X-Men number one as part of a pinup. Wolverine wears cutoff jean shorts. Oh, he's like a never nude? Yep. Oh, oh no. Never he nude. cutoff jean nude. shorts. It's not a hot look. <laughs> and that's canon. Hey, Robbie. Yeah, Uh-oh. <laughs> You know what? You you came in here before I could say so, but I I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Are you, oh, yeah. Let me give oh, you some it. microphone here. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, that's actually why I came in here. We have some cakes and cupcakes out there. Oh, how nice. 
Let me guess. He's only going to invite me and Al for cake and cupcakes. <laughs> That's no, fine. He actually said happy oh. birthday. Yeah. It was nice when I came in, so he can have a small piece. Oh, okay. As it's, a treat. At least one cupcake. Leave one cupcake? Is that like... Like a like a tradition, like for Santa, you know, leave the milk of cookies out. All right, fair enough. No, I wanted you. You're you're my newest frenemy, and I definitely wanted to. I saw it was your birthday. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. How many frenemies do you have? Uh, he's he's newest. Yeah. It's a long list. It's, I guess so. I was gonna say, on mine, you're probably like below ten somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Not no. Like an arch nemesis or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. Because you don't offer your arch nemesis cupcakes, right? Well, I mean, mostly that, but also means nothing. Like See, that's <laughs> it's true. That's the thing. He's offering me a cupcake, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't know that I'm lactose intolerant. Here's the so. special cupcake for you, Chuck. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not made with X lax. If, if I were to compare him to someone in, let's say, uh, Batman's Rogue Gallery, sure, he uh, would be the uh, Kite Man. Hell yeah. Now, unfortunately, Ben, the guy that I do the other identity comic book podcast with, mm. uh, by the way, right over at checkpointspeed.com, he's Kite Man. Hell Kite yeah. Man. Hell yeah. I think I made no. jokes about Cut Your Man before. He'd probably be... Who's the guy with the, the mustard and the... Condiment King? Yeah, that's where I figured Wait a you were second. going with that. Where are all these characters from? These are my <laughs> kind of characters. A guy that flies kites, the guys that puts ketchup and mustard on your hot dog. Right. Like, those are my kind of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. And they're like just everyday people like me, you know? Makes it feel attainable. Yeah, like yeah. I can be Condiment Man. Super, vill- super villain. Give me a job yeah. at, the, at the baseball stadium. Condiment the crap out of your wiener. <laughs> now that was a new one. That oh, one I'm no. not, I don't know about. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm inventing that one, but yeah. All right, anyway, I got work to you guys. All right. All right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, Robbie. I hope nobody does anything to your cupcakes. <laughs> now Chuck's aiming for that arch nemesis. I am. Yeah. Now I got. Now I got a something know. to shoot for. Well, exactly. Chuck, you know what you can do. Mm. You can teabag a cupcake and leave it for him. <laughs> yeah. You like a little tea. Show you cupcake. what penny loafer is capable of. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more comic book thing, and then I'll shut the hell up about comics. Uh, the Overstreet uh, Price Guide, which is uh, comes out every year, and mm-hmm. that's essentially how you price your comics. Now that you know Wizard like Magazine the, like has the Kelly, Blue Kelly Blue Book, Blue book. Of, I was just thinking the same thing. The yeah. Kelly Blue Book of comic books. This year's cover will feature art by Todd McFarlane, and it is the first time that he has drawn his character Spawn and Spider Man in the same picture hmm. ever, as far as I know. Uh, what are they got a, together? Got a picture of it here. We're just hanging out. Cool. He is dangling from uh, Spawn's Johnson is what it looks like. No, that's yeah. a... Oh, my God. Man. That's a gargoyle. This is like the dirtiest nerd radio episode I think ever. We got <laughs> Nightcrawler diddling kids as a priest. We got Spider-Man just dangling from Spawn's balls. So many tidbits. You you are in rare form today. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and then we're uh, coming back. There was some wrestling this particular week, uh, both highs and lows, and we'll get to it next on Nerd Radio. We're back with more Nerd Radio. Roger me, will call me anything. Hello, hello, Earth. And now, back to the nerds. That's us. That's us. We're the nerds. Welcome back. It's Nerd Radio, 101 uh, WRAF, man. You can tell when... (laughs) You can tell when I did an overnight before we do a nerd radio because my auto script. So I keep throwing the call letters in yep. there. No, welcome to Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast as part of the B-Pot Studios Network in Chicago. No, Boston. Boston, rock929rocks.com. <laughs> and you did throw the call letters in there. WRF.com is Absolutely. up there, too. It's where you can find us. And then you can find us Wednesday afternoons on Checkpoint XP's Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. All right, let's get this show over so I can go home and take a nap. Uh, 
<laughs> so I got a date with Nightcrawler. This past <laughs> seven days. Uh, ooh, sehr gut. Hurts me so much in my heart. Hurts me. Don't take it personally. It's just you know. It's my fa- I can't wait to f- f- find something nasty out about John Cena and ruin him for you. Good luck. Can't. <laughs> Good, can't. He's Good luck. He's, he's perfect. Clean. <laughs> he's the perfect role model. So until <laughs> something comes out that he. Pushed an old lady down some stairs and took a dump on her car. Like you are, he would. He would Good luck. Oh, hold my. Don't hold your breath on finding some bad stuff. Find some bad Cena. stuff about John Cena. Uh, so this week, the, the last seven days have seen probably uh, the lowest of lows as far as professional wrestling as, as depending on who you're a fan of, and then some of the highest of highs. Let's start with last week. They did another show in Saudi Arabia on Thursday afternoon, a super showdown, and. Um, Two things happened in the Super Showdown that are worth mentioning. First of all, uh, The Undertaker came back and mm-hmm. chokeslam AJ Styles to set up a match between the two at WrestleMania. Yep. Um, and uh, the second thing that happened is that Goldberg beat The Fiend Bray Wyatt for the SmackDown Heavyweight yes, title. Which upsets me, but... It upsets anybody... It didn't upset me after SmackDown, once yeah, I realized well, why. Right. It upsets just about anybody because, A, they have built the Fiend up to be this giant monster, you know, like Kane or The Undertaker or something like that. And not only does it make the Fiend look like a chump that he got beat by Oldberg. By the guy who almost killed The Undertaker last time they were in Saudi Arabia. He beats The Fiend. He beats The Fiend. He beat his own ass when he smashed his head against the corner post. Yeah. And almost killed The Undertaker. But now he can defeat The Fiend. He beats The Fiend with like four spears and a jackhammer that looks really weak. Uh, but not only does that make the fiend look like a chump, it makes everybody the fiend has made look like a chump look even more like a chump. Yeah, because all these other guys have you know thrown their best moves at the fiend, and he just like kicks out at one. He's this unstoppable monster, unless you're an old guy. But we did find out as you were saying, this <laughs> one bugaboo is one little thing is I love old men, <laughs> old rich bald men with muscles. As you were uh, as fiend. you were saying though, we did find out on SmackDown that uh, that means we're going to get Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at uh, at uh, WrestleMania. Daddy fiend. And then John Cena came back essentially to tell us he wouldn't be at WrestleMania, dude. Which he is the was such a good actor, really? Such a good actor, really? Absolutely. I was like, I can't you believe, believe that John yes. Cena came back in Boston to let everyone know? By the way, I'm not coming to WrestleMania. I figured it was his hometown. I'm like, okay, he looks really sad. If he wasn't coming to WrestleMania, he wouldn't come to SmackDown to yeah, tell us. Yeah, he would. Because he's been on the, uh, every... Uh, so since, the la- since I got back into wrestling, maybe the last two or three WrestleManias, I swear to God, John Cena comes on, and he's got something like, oh, I can't win the match, so I'm going to find my way into WrestleMania. Or I'm going to be at WrestleMania in the crowd. I'm gonna like, There's always something that revolves around him right. having a WrestleMania moment. So I could definitely see the WWE, knowing how big of a star John Cena is, knowing that he's starring in the next Fast and the Furious alongside Vin Diesel and the whole cast of (laughs) players there. Like, they want John Cena on their side, so they're going to put him, let him have his moment on SmackDown in front of the hometown crowd to say, hey, it's not going to be in the cards for me for WrestleMania this year. I assumed he had some sort of a a movie schedule. I get it. That's fine. Such a mark. I'll mark out for John Cena. The I don't minute care. I saw John Cena on SmackDown, I was like, well, of course he's coming to WrestleMania. He wouldn't have showed up on SmackDown two months before WrestleMania if they weren't going to set up something for him to do at WrestleMania. Well, they do it two months in advance, so that way you're not let down like the week before WrestleMania. And you're right. like, John Cena won't have a Wrestle- WrestleMania moment. Yeah. So he's like letting the whole WWE universe know, don't get your hopes up. I'm not going to be a part of WrestleMania. Well, he said he was not going to be a part of WrestleMania, and then the lights went out. 
And then when they came back up, the fiend was standing behind him and pointing to the sign because that's what you do during WrestleMania season. Yeah. To let point. people know, you point at the sign. Like Babe Ruth. Yep. Yep. Let's everyone know. Hey, I, I want to be on the card at WrestleMania. So it sounds like it will be the Fiend and uh, John Cena at WrestleMania. Well, and John be. Cena better come out lose that match. Yeah, he'll he might lose whatever. Because because it like he can lose and he's still John Cena and everyone else John Cena fans yourself included will still love John he's Cena. He's still America's greatest role model. If he shows up and he also makes the Fiend look like a chump, <laughs> then that is garbage. I wouldn't be mad if he if he beat the Fiend though. I would be. I'm going to be so upset. I wouldn't be mad if he beat the Fiend. That that John Monday, Cena can do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be ranting and raving watching WrestleMania if he destroys the Fiend the same way Goldberg did. Why did you give me this character who was supposed to be super cool so that like all the top tier talent that doesn't wrestle full time can? Yeah, beat well, him I up? think the issue with the Fiend is they put the title on him too soon. I agree. He should he should not have been the champion. He yeah. should have just been a, a monster. Just let him that, be a weird guy that yeah. is attacking people, attacking the legends, like and work that angle instead of right. We're going to make him the champ. And then what we're going to do, we're going to take his mask and put it on a title belt. And he's going to wear that belt yeah, that's like a, a mask. Weird ass. On top of his mask. title belt. I was like, ah. What? Yeah. yeah. No, he had his own personalized title belt that was the crazy Joker mask that he wears on the belt. On the belt. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I it is. I, I think it's the kind of thing, I feel like, because Tom Savini, the uh, the special effects artist, the horror special effects artist, mm-hmm. uh, his, his studio made the mask for Bray Wyatt. Really? And I feel like Tom Savini probably... Saw what was going on. And he's like, I'm going to make him a belt. Sometimes yep. people have their own custom belt. And they're like, I guess we'll use it. It doesn't look oh, great, yeah. but I guess we'll use it. We don't want to piss Tom Savini off. No, I mean, he did us a solid with this cool-ass mask. So, so yeah, that was that was some of the WWE not necessarily giving us as fans what we wanted. On the flip side, Saturday night AEW had uh, their pay-per-view event, AEW Revolution. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, did they deliver. I didn't see a single ounce second of it. I saw a bunch. They want of, money. Yeah, no, and it, it was definitely. I think it was like a fifty dollars pay per view, but mm-hmm. it was the kind of thing. As WWE fans, we've come to expect that. Like, I don't know if that fifty dollars is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. AEW delivered on that fifty dollars. Really? Uh, the the tag team match between the Young Bucks and then uh, Kenny Omega and uh, I can't remember his name. It's not Adam. Worth fifty dollars, huh? Yeah, it was worth fifty dollars. Um, the matches were fantastic as I was watching, you know, on watching the highlights on Twitter. There was mm-hmm. a, but even the matches that I was like, eh, I don't know about this one. There were some really cool, high flying, crazy stunts that went on. And then the the finals were uh, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho came out to a choir singing Judas. Really? Yeah. He's really, he's really just taking his own song to the bank. Absolutely. Um, and uh, they they had a knockdown, drag out, fantastic match. It was uh, it's something that. Um, it's not like the WWE Network where I don't know how you can go back and watch it, but it definitely set the stage for like AEW is doing pay-per-views the way we, in the Attitude Era, expected pay-per-views. Like the pay-per-view is when major things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes something will happen on Raw or SmackDown, and you're like, oh, that's cool. I can't wait to tune in next week. But when the really big stuff happens, it's going to happen on the thing you spent $50 on. Yeah, which is how I think they should do it. Oh, yeah. they should do it. It used to frustrate the hell out of me when I was watching because I couldn't afford the pay-per-view. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Or then they'd come back on Raw or whatever, be like, yeah. "What you missed?" And they show you pictures of what happened. Like, yeah, oh, man, I wish I could have saw that. Yeah, that live. was always the that was always the goofiest thing when they wouldn't show yeah. you the live video the next day. Yeah, because for two weeks they still want you to try to order the pay per view from your local cable provider. Exactly. And you're like, I'm no, it's two weeks yeah. old. I'm not. I <laughs> was tapping into that when when yeah. Chuck first told me that the network just played the pay per views. Yeah, yeah. it but, like blew my mind. I was like, Are you serious? It blew my mind I too. I don't got, really care, but like. 
past me is, oh, oh man. It blew my mind and opened my wallet, and I gave them $10 a month. Right. And as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, it's, uh, if the WWE is looking to add to the network and be like, hey, do you want to give us an extra 30 bucks for the pay-per-view this month? Well, you better give me some of the stuff I want. Yeah. Well, definitely the pay-per-view qualities will have to be stepped up a bit because I do feel like when I'm watching the pay-per-view, I love it because I can watch wrestling now on a Sunday night. It's new matches. It's stuff that's driving the storylines. Right. I love being able to watch wrestling on a Sunday night. It helps me wind down to get ready to come into work the next day. I can't stay up late and watch the whole thing. Right. But it's like I just I enjoy nighttime wrestling watching. How, how many of those do they do they have a year now? I mean, is they it like once a month? Roughly it... one every three weeks. Okay. Roughly. It's yeah. supposed to be. It's supposed to be about once a month. Elimination but... Chambers coming up this Sunday, Al. <laughs> can't wait. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's Nerd Radio. Thanks for uh, tuning by, everybody, on Twitch, and thank you for downloading the podcast. Make sure you rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, make sure you come back next week to hear us talk about more nerd stuff. Hopefully, Al will have uh, tried out the Final Fantasy demo. <laughs> Maybe. I will. Uh, that's no guarantees. <laughs> do my homework. I will make sure never to bring up Nightcrawler ever again on this podcast. Don't worry, we'll remember. But if you uh, if you want to discuss never forget Nightcrawler. If you want to discuss one of the coolest X Men characters of all time, I am on Twitter. Show us on the style where Nightcrawler bamfed you. Yes. B W R I F. Where did Nightcrawler touch you again? Show us here. Oh on this diagram. no! Oh, he teleported right into that booth. Nicht gut. Oh, and he touched you. He put what in where? Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you nerds. I have spoken. I hate you so much. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, man. Much appreciated. We found a soft spot. (laughs) Why do I have so many text messages? Because you're popular. Me telling you all the work that I've already completed. (laughs) (laughs) And I've barely started a goddamn thing. Slacking today. I hope at least got your stuff for Boston. Yeah, that's done at least. Okay. Doesn't say I can't help you with that. No, no. Hello, it's Al Beck. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I rock, sound like? Rock, oh my god! No, rock ninety two nine rock. Hey, that was Allison Chains in yeah. the box. Hey, it's Al Beck. The name of the song. Yeah, we should do our our best Al Beck. <laughs> Can we? Al-Bex. Oh my god, that would be great if people could do that. And, I wouldn't be able to do like a serious one. No, <laughs> that's fine. I shame me. I don't care. Should we go into the? Are we ready to roll? Yeah, go might as the well. Camera? Yeah, they can hear us, so they Good. might as well be so able to see us. See us, see us as if we're going to mock Alan. Yeah, that's right. On stream, tune into Twitch to hear see. a grown man cry. Yeah. <laughs> cry harder. <laughs> You're not crying hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, between the three of us, you could tune into anybody's Twitch and probably watch a grown man cry. I've seen James have some really massive nerd rage. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't have a Twitch. I I typically delete my. Uh, <laughs> what if does anyone have that Twitch channel where you just sign in and sob <laughs> gently for a little while, and then you just sign out and that's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Dude, do we remember what the, the audio you know you know the stream is over when you're going? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, it would have way more views than it should. It's such a horrible idea, but sure. the, in the internet age, man, I think we would actually, it would have a following. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>